Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. There are thousands of amazing self-help books out there, but what happens when you're struggling at the moment and need help now? Well, my new book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook, is your new go-to self-help book. I wrote it specifically for when you don't know how to overcome a challenge. Each chapter gives you a framework on how to tackle your situation. I help you focus on what already works for you. Your situation today may be different, but the emotions you're currently feeling, you felt them before, and you did something that helped you. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. This book is specifically written to help you overcome any obstacle you may face. Purchase your book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. Once again, purchase Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. My guest today is author Ted Ornstein, who writes, speaks, and teaches about spiritual enlightenment. He enjoys sharing that there is a purpose and direction to the universe and that it is good. A former lawyer, Ted's mission is to help others find greater meaning and fulfillment and a deeper understanding of why people are what they are. In today's episode, Ted talks about his book, Awaken Your Soul, How to Find Your Inner Spirit and Live Life's Purpose. Welcome to Lifeology. Hi, thank you for having me on. Well, you told me today this is your first interview, so we are honored that you are here today, and we will kind of help you through the whole situation as well. So congratulations. Thanks. How did you go from a lawyer to someone who teaches about spiritual enlightenment? Well, I actually became enlightened uh, before I was a lawyer. Well, actually, when I was studying for the bar exam. And in the two years after that, I had various uh, enlightenment experiences. Um, so I've always, while, always, while being a lawyer, I've, I have experienced enlightenment. It doesn't always stay with you because we are in this world. <laughs> we have to make a living. Uh, but you never forget what you learn from, from that experience. So I practice my law that way. I try to help people. I became a... Uh, after a while, I became a divorce lawyer, and uh, I found people at one of the worst times of their life, where they'd lost all hope and they could didn't they lost all trust in people, and uh, got they they had to trust me and I worked with them and I got them back on their feet. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, to see people at their darkest time, you know, through divorce, that that can be really overwhelming. Now, yeah. when you use the word enlightened, what does that mean to you? So we have all have the same understanding of. Okay, well, something that you cannot describe in words, but I'm going to mm. try. Um, you understand everything. Uh, you're, you, love, you love the universe absolutely, and you understand the universe absolutely, which means you understand everything, not technically or mechanically but mm -hmm. you understand the basis of everything therefore mm -hmm. you, are, you so for, therefore you see the good mm. in all people yeah um, and you look for the good in all people even people that 
may have been affected by bad things in their life that make them act bad and do destructive things. You look for the good in them and you try to bring it out. Yeah. Now everyone has a different, once again, a different idea of religion, spirituality. Um, I hear you use the word universe. So for you, that's the collective of everything. Yeah, that is the oneness. The oneness. Okay. Um, the the unification of everything, the the commonality of everything, mm. the 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 thing that runs through everything. And as far as religion, um, I don't. Well, I guess I practice one religion, kind of. Mm. But uh, my my whole idea is spirituality. What what spiritual enlightenment gave me was the connection to the core that sits at the base of all religions, the common aspect of all religions. So I'm not one particular religion. Right. Everybody has their own way of doing things. Everybody has their own path, but we all end up at the same place. That place that I, I found it through when I became enlightened out of, out of nowhere. I didn't expect it. What's different for you that the person before enlightenment versus the person now, what's different and what's the same? Wow, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I guess that love that I found, that I understand that there is an absolute love that is common between me and everybody. And I have to, mm. um, I have to find the goodness in people uh, because that's, that helps everybody. If I'm angry with, with somebody or treat somebody cruelly, um, it makes me unhappy and makes them unhappy. Yeah. Um, if somebody is angry at me or, or does something bad to me, I, I don't give it back. I, 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 I give it, I give love back. Mm. Yeah. And that's really it. That's what I've learned that. That's what I learned give, to give love, to live in love. Yeah. And sometimes and we have what's called tough love as well. So sometimes uh, some people's version of love is only is very passive at times. Other times it can it can have a different face, but it's still the same thing. Just because you love someone doesn't mean you cannot protect society from their bad acts. I think of when I was younger, and my children were like one year old or whatever. They used to be with their one year old friends, and they would bite each other or grab a toy away and start screaming. And <laughs> you know, just because you love your child. Um, you look at you look at what's happening, and you very calmly yeah. take the toy away or put the child in his room to until he cools off. It doesn't mean you don't love him. Yeah, exactly. Let's transition into your book, Awaken Your Soul: How to Find Your Inner Spirit and Life's Purpose. Tell us more about this book. Well, um, actually, long before I, I guess I've always been interested in. I guess I have always been interested in spirituality. Um, even in law school, uh, I was like the social chairman of my fraternity and, um, I chose the a course, an elective, uh, law and religion. And, uh, I try to try to set up a, uh, debate between my professor, Robert Drynan, who was a Catholic priest and mm -hmm. uh madeline murray o'hare who was a famous atheist who were living was living in the same yeah. city at the same time i try to get them to do a talk together but she agreed but he wouldn't do it uh, so i've oh. always been interested i've always i've been re always yeah. I, i've been thinking back and i've been always reading books on that um uh and i over the years um i've when i connect with something in books 
I write it down so I don't forget mm -hmm. it. I don't have the world's best memory. Um, and so when I thought that I might write a book, I looked at my bookshelf and I saw dozens of books that had notes tucked in them from when I was reading them and I found things important. So what I did is I took all the notes out of all the books, put them in a file. It turned out to be a six inch thick pocket file. And I sent them six, sent it to a typist and she put it all into a thumb drive and I put it into my computer and then I started organizing it into different categories to make chapters. And that's when I actually started working on the book. Wow, that's very interesting. So is this more of a self-help book, a spiritual book, uh, a workbook? What kind of book specifically is the format of it? It's a self-help spiritual book. Okay. It's to try to help. And, and actually, I've been doing self-help books. When I was a lawyer, I actually have a, a number of books that I wrote uh, oh. for lawyers. I, I Yeah, on uh, law practice and on um, divorce law. So um, I actually had experience in doing that, helping people. Mm -hmm. um, and I found when I was doing that, that I did, I do have a knack for taking uh, complex concepts and putting them into simple ways and, and then putting yeah. in a step-by-step -step, uh, checklist, I guess, so that people can, uh, that think they're overwhelmed to, to get to a certain place, they can, um, use it step by step. And, I, and I've used it for this book. Uh, first in the book, I tell people my story, my journey of how I went from atheist. In college, I was mm, an atheist interesting. Interesting. because I could not, because I'm, I'm a rational person. I couldn't yeah. accept that uh, somebody created the earth in, in six days and part of the Red Sea. And, you know, mm. you beg to, you know, you try to get their favor and they'll create miracles for you now. Sure. I couldn't believe in that. Um, so I consider myself an atheist until um, through ha this enlightenment experience ha came to me. And I realized in hindsight that the reason I was an atheist is because I had accepted the definition of God that I'd grown up with. The people had given me, had given me, mm. you know, in Sunday school or whatever, yeah. you know, and I just rejected it. But what I found was that God was not some omnipresent being up on a cloud with a booming voice, but really a, a feeling within my soul that I, I had the ability to connect with hmm. um, and everybody can connect with it. Sure. And you, when you go into that, into your spirit, which is clouded by everyday life, but if you find a way to get to it and go into it, that is your portal, your uh, way into finding your spirit and through finding your spirit you are connected with all spirit yeah i mean you understand the universe if you get there that's the way to do it it's not through your thinking brain because your thinking brain only knows things by their size and their color and their height and their weight mm -hmm. and whatever um you don't think about you don't understand love through your thinking brain do you yeah. but you don't deny love because it's because it's not part of your thinking brain so you can't find god through your thinking brain or enlightenment through your thinking brain you have to go into your soul to find your spirit to find it now in in your book i, I know you talk about pretty much all the different religions have the same foundation what would you say that foundation is beyond beyond um i guess the obvious well, the one commonality is love. 
And there have been various religious historians who have agreed that the, that the one thing about religion is love, that, that the mm. base of all religion is love. Even though people that practice religion, you wonder how, how they could, they do the opposite of love, but whatever. The base of all religions is love. It, just, it's just been, uh, it's been covered by the bureaucracy and, you know, the gaining favor of, of religious sure. organizations because they turn into politicians rather than spirituality people. Yeah. So, um, yeah, okay. So the, the commonality between all religions is love and love gets you to the oneness, the unity, the commonality you have with all life. Gotcha. Yeah. You'd also said that instead of God being this big booming person or big voice um, sitting up in a cloud, you're saying that for you, you find that the subtlety of, of connecting to your soul. Walk me through that a little bit more. Well, you can get, I, when it came to me out of nowhere mm -hmm. in the middle of the night, uh, in hindsight, I realized that I really had been doing a form of meditation. It was okay. a quiet, it was dark. I was cold. <laughs> it was in the middle of the winter and I was studying for the bar exam and my mind was wandering. And, um, Somehow I got, I, I saw beneath the noise of the world. And when you do that, you, you, there is a life within you that, that uh, is there and you can see it. Um, just as during the day when the sun is brilliant and hot, you can't see the stars at night. They were there all the time. But at night when the sun is gone, you see the stars. It's the same thing mm -hmm. with your spirit. The, this world that we're in now is so noisy and busy that and and that your spirit is so subtle that you can't detect your spirit when you're there. So meditation actually is a, yeah. an effective technique used by people for thousands of years. It's proven to to still your thinking brain so that your inner spiritual existence can can come out and you can you can connect with it. I don't know if I answered when, your question. Yeah, you did. Yeah. When life is so busy. And so, as you said, meditation is a really good way to do that. Sometimes people think that meditation, it has to be, you know, hours on end. How do you, perhaps in your book, you talk about this. How do you help people be able to listen for the subtlety or the quietness of the spirit while they're going throughout a busy day? Let's say they're in a busy well, meeting or they're doing well, something yeah. like that. Well, in a busy meeting, you, uh, you can start breathing deeply. Mm -hmm. But you don't want to, you, you kind of don't want to do it when you're in a meeting because you're supposed to pay attention. <laughs> There's a reason why you're in the meeting. So That's what fair. you should do before the meeting, okay? okay. Sit fair. at your desk. Take <clears throat> 15 minutes and close your eyes and breathe deeply in so that your abdomen <clears throat> expands and then breathe slowly out. And breathe slowly in, and pay attention only to your breath. Feel your breath coming in. Feel your breath going out. If it helps, you can count. Breathe in, one, two, three, four. Breathe out, one, two, three, four. And just think about that. And you will find that you're somehow, will, the rest of the world fades away. Mm. And you'll only be focused on breathing, which is nothing. Yeah. And uh, you will, you will, you can, you can do it like for 15 minutes even, but you should do it for a good time, like once a week, like 
I talk in my book about why did they create the Sabbath in the Bible? Because those people that wrote the Bible, most some of them, some of them were politicians, but others were spiritual people. And they knew that the, in order to keep their spiritual feeling alive, they had to take time out at least once a week, a long period of time once a week, and just uh, maybe an hour and get into meditation. Uh, meditation yeah. is a form of prayer. It's a very effective form of prayer. And, and, you, and then once you do it once a week, then... Um, then then you don't have to do it for a long time, like every day or half an hour, 15 minutes. So you get back, your your spirit will remember it. Your whatever it's inside of you. <clears throat> Once you start getting into meditation and connecting with your spirit, it becomes easier and easier as you do it. Your body kind of knows what it has to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's one thing, <clears throat> excuse me. I think that's one, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> I think that's one thing that, that many people, I know, right? I know you have a cough as well. <laughs> I apologize. Um, <clears throat> I know you were saying as well as, you know, the, to really connect with, with, with that subtlety of the, of the oneness of that. Yes, there are different techniques one can do. When life doesn't go well for someone and it doesn't make sense, how does the spirit awakening in your soul, how does that help you understand life when it doesn't make sense? It helps you understand that the people on the other end of the phone line, like I had this morning, I had the, a situation where we tried to renew our prescriptions and because of some snafu, we didn't get one. And, I, and then I was on hold for 45 minutes with the oh, pharmacy department. And you know how oh, wow. you get to feel when that happens. Yes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, it helps you understand that the people on the other side are just doing the best they can. Mm -hmm. Maybe not the robot who made you wait 45 minutes, but <laughs> once you get to a, a human person. And so yeah. you try, you try, it reminds you not to be angry with that person just because of what happened to you. Um, and you can start breathing deeply while you're on hold or, you mm -hmm. know, while these things you know this, there are days when things go bad like one thing after another why can't yeah. my day go smoothly well maybe it's time to sit down and take some deep breaths and slow yourself down and get back to where you are hmm. moderate where you're not not leaping around emotionally and what i'm hearing as well is the preventative aspect of one's life um when when we do get too busy or we forget about the importance of connecting to something greater than ourselves, that is something where life doesn't seem to go well. So for uh, what I'm really hearing for you is to create these daily practices. Perhaps, you know, what I would tell people, how you start your day is indicative of how your day is going to go. So starting your day in these practices that you'll be teaching in your book um, can really help people be able to sustain themselves throughout their day as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, meditation helps you do that, but just remembering mm -hmm. uh, once you've, it's really important to try to get to try to have revelations of how much you are like everybody else. You have to realize that yeah. I'm like you, you know, uh, I have bad days. I can be nasty to people until I remember what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> I, I know that you're doing the best you can. I sure. know that deep down you're just looking for love and you're looking to help people. And I have to remember that. And and uh, connecting with enlightenment, with God, 
helps me remember to do that. I mean, I, I catch myself. Our brain, our ego, our ego has, the, has these knee-jerk reactions that have come about all our life to try to, I guess, protect itself from bad experiences. But those knee-jerk reactions are more often destructive than they are constructive. Mm. And um, you have to, like, understand them. And, and another thing, meditation helps you do that. You can, you can see below, beyond them. And they, they start coming in and interfering when you're trying to meditate uh, because your brain is, an, is a, 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 a scamp. It tries to come in. And, you, <laughs> and, and w through meditation, you can learn to recognize when these negative emotions are coming out in you. And you can recognize them for what they are and not let them control you, which they yeah. often do. They control you. You get angry or you get afraid or you, or you get insecure or you get jealous. You know, you can see beyond when those you can see those emotions for what they are when they're coming. And you can laugh at yourself and say, there I go again. And you can get <laughs> beyond them and be your real self, your real self. Mm. Yeah, to be authentic with oneself, it's, I think that's, it's a struggle that many people have. We have, as you said, the different constructs or different ways which we present to the world, which may not necessarily be authentic. And so understanding and accepting all sides of us. So in psychology, we have what's called the persona. That's what you see here. And then I have the shadow. The shadow side of me is that sneaky side of that side of me that I don't often let people see. In other words, it's the opposite of, of how I, my persona. But with the recognition of accepting all of who you are allows for a person to truly live a life that's fulfilled because they understand as dark as they can go, that means it's just as light as they can go. And so to really live in a life of how you want to live, obviously my shadow side isn't going to be coming out a lot, but I can accept that that's part of who I am. And in that, that allows for me to be my truly authentic self. Yeah. Once you know, once you understand your entire self, the shadow and the persona, then you know who you really are and you can understand, yeah. you can find your life's purpose. I mean, some people just go along and somebody said, this is, should be your major in college or you're good at this and you do it. And, you know, it may not be what makes you happy or what fulfill. There must mm -hmm. be something more to life than what I'm doing. Well, yeah. knowing, learning, understanding your whole self can help you find your purpose in life, your true purpose in life. Excellent. Well, Ted Ornstein, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on my show today. We could talk about this all day. If I have viewers and listeners who want to find out more information about you and to purchase your book, Awaken Your Soul, How to Find Your Inner Spirit and Life's Purpose, where would they find all this information? You can easily just go onto Amazon, Awaken Your Soul, um, and you'll find it. But you go on there and get either, you can get the Kindle, you can get the paperback, the hard, and also I have a website tedorenstein.com where I have blogs and I have insights and I'm going to be putting a newsletter on there very soon. <laughs> Wonderful. My viewers and listeners also know that if they can't find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesbillerlifeology.com. I have all this information there as well. Ted Ornstein, thank you so much for being a wonderful guest on my show today. Thank you very much. Thanks. It's been very nice. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, 
visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.